put to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. <laughs> the Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Hello and welcome. God bless you. Welcome back. It's good to have you in the cloud. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Jesus is king on the throne and he's releasing rivers from his belly. He's releasing fresh Torah scrolls of understanding his word written wow. on the stars above. Man, that hit me. <laughs> Give us our daily bread. It's understanding God's meal plan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he has given you an all-you-can-eat feast of Resort. Shekinah. <laughs> Coming down the sapphire stone path of lightnings every day. Who's hungry for righteousness? Who's thirsty for righteousness? What does the Bible say? They shall be filled. You want to be filled with anything else? The junk food of the world, the devil, the demon, the religion, greed, selfishness. I tell you the truth, all of it will be obliterated as the food of righteousness, the food of the Lamb. And his marriage supper, which means those united to him through feasting. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of idolatry and people about the food. That's why it's like that. Um, but <laughs> if you notice, do you guys, I know are you guys are any seers are any of you guys watching seers? Leave in the comments if you're a seer and you enjoy you watch kind of the interaction and some of the battle things that happen in the background. You literally are what you eat. What so, are you hungry for? When you eat the Passover lamb, guess what happens? You become part of him. Now, if you keep eating and doing his will and pleasing him, doing the works that please him, and you're saying yes to him, that's what makes you married to Jesus Christ. The bride of Christ are simply those that feast on his food and also do his will and not their own. This is a heavenly will. This is a heavenly word. I think the Father wants to teach today that His Word comes from the heavens. So much of the Christianity and your interpretation of Scripture and your leadership in church and so much of it is simply earthly. Guys, to be earthly is the definition of heresy. To have an interpretation of Scripture, to have works, earthly works, is the definition of dead works doesn't mean we don't do works. It means they're initiated, authorized by the Father in heaven, and they've come down a chain of command called the path of angels, the angelic spheres, and therefore it's authorized from his throne. That's what doing God's will is. So many have not learned to take orders, be under authority, and do the will of God. It's like you make up your own stuff about God in your brain, Christianity. It's like my interpretation, if it's convenient to me, if it doesn't offend my spouse, if it doesn't offend my culture, then I can do it. And that's the measure I can serve God. You'll never serve God. Right. <laughs> Being afraid of your spouse because they don't like you serving God is not submitting to your husband. Ladies, I want to tell you that straight away. If you are in fear of your husband's reaction to your obedience to God, you're serving demons under the pretense of submitting to your husband. That's your own fault. That's your own wickedness. We're just exposing that right now so that you can repent and be set free from that because most of you uh, who have that, right? So if you're watching this and that's you, uh, then instead of being offended, the great thing to do is to just take that and put it to death, right? The cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't even mind saying to his own mother, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Who, you know, who is my family? Only those who do the keter of the Father, which is the will of the Father. What is the authorized works of God? It's the lightning that came from God's crown. It comes down the chain of command. An impulse in the head, like the flashing of the neurons. 
It's literally a spark of a thought life. And when it's God, you get rewarded. When it's Satan, mm-hmm. you get destroyed. Right, because the Father's instruction that comes down like the lightning from his crown through the angel hierarchy, which means it'll go to an angel messenger, they'll tell it to you, or the Holy Spirit indwelling within you, whisper the instruction to you, or a believer who has a higher rank than you and authority will let you know a specific instruction. Hey, all right, we're going to fire this in this direction. We have notice of a wave attack of an enemy grouping in this region, so we're going to use this virtue to attack those enemies. And we're going to aim our prayers and our thoughts and our actions in such a way that we can counterattack and have a successful victory against our invisible enemies, right? So when a a ranking uh, order comes to you, as you obey that, you don't have to necessarily understand it fully. We just need everyone to obey that command. So uh, if there's Uh, The anti-strife, right? This is a no-strife zone. If you've seen the yellow caution tape everywhere with the lights blaring in the spiritual realm that says, no strife, anti-strife zone. Demon-free, strife-free. You've been seeing correctly, right? You want to test your vision as a seer because when you're making the transition to kingdom age on the sapphire stones, you're transitioning into true vision and it's going to cost you your old vision, your old ways of seeing, which are corruptible. So it's good to test your vision with the apostolic mandates to see, am I in strife with God's will, which means you're at strife with the Zadokim, or are you in the new kingdom age? in the sapphire stones with obedience staying inside the city gates. So it's good to test those things because when you set up a boundary and you make a decision, you're not going to have strife. Guess what's going to come knocking at your door? As soon as you decree that, strife, temptations. Irritations. So what you can do now is decree the the thing, Come into alignment with the apostolic. Remind yourself, constant reminder of what we have already been taught, right? And then you can expect when the demon comes offering you strife on a silver platter, you can simply say, no, thank you. Why? Because no strife, no sickness and disease, no strife is going to be avoiding the immorality of being intimate with religious demons because strife is what comes to you to knock at your door and try to get you to agree to put you in agreement with self-righteous religious demons self-righteousness once they've got you in self-righteousness then it feels like righteous anger it can feel like all kinds of myriads of things I'm right and they're wrong and blah 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 and I saw this and I'm wisdom. exactly then you've done harm to wisdom you've done harm to the Zadik you've done harm to the Zadikim and you've done harm to the Shekinah right so you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit so do not grieve the Holy Spirit do not vex do not grieve the Holy Spirit do not grieve the Shekinah and it also is written in the New Testament do nothing out of strife It literally says that in there. Do nothing out of strife. So in this season of anti-strife, no-strife zone, demon-free zone, it's going to be your meditation day and night. Why is that? Because it's a counterattack to what the enemy is trying to do in your lives. What are the benefits of not having strife? We've talked about not having sickness and disease. There are myriads of things the Torah study will open up for you. Humility is a thousand times easier. Doing God's will is easier. Without strife, passing these tests of the circumcisions, which is repentance unto the same attitude, words, Mm -hmm. actions, thought life of Jesus Christ, the Mashiach. When you pass these tests and it removes the shadows of that realm, 95% of it, guys, is strife. It's just opposition to Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
in his internal mm -hmm. formation inside you. Jesus Christ mm -hmm. wants to form himself in your body, under your skin, in your brain, in your neck, in your heart, in your stomach, in your legs, the body of Christ, the Song of Solomon body, mm -hmm. it's the body of Christ. Now, in order for the body of Christ to be the body of Christ, we have to remove everything that's not Christ. How many mm -hmm. all know that's called everything in your entire existence? Mm -hmm. None of it's God, I tell you the truth, except when he comes forth and God is seen and God has following angels that obey every word when God is formed in you. Therefore, the angels begin to swarm around the Mashiach in you. You're the body of the Messiah, the King of mm -hmm. Israel. Not some other Messiah, not some other Christ, not some Gentile Christian Jesus that doesn't have the promises of Israel, Isaac, and Abraham, which are the only promises in the New Covenant. Mm -hmm. That's the hugest temptation, that we become the body of some other Jesus, some other Christ that mm -hmm. doesn't have the rewards of Israel, which is all the heavens and the earth. Yeah. If you do that, that's Adam Belial, as we've already talked about in our master class and previous Joel's bars. That's Adam Belial instead of Adam Kadmon, right? So you even in the celestial realms, you can look and you can see that there's a, another man, another entity in those realms other than the body of Christ. It's the body of Satan. It's the father of lies. And so that body of iniquity is Adam Belial, and he is the father of lies. He always lies. You know, one of my favorite shows growing up was Avatar The Last Airbender, and I, there's this one quote from the show that's always helped me. If the enemy would come to me with lies, uh, for many seasons, I would hear a quote from that TV show. The Holy Spirit would whisper it to me, and I don't know if you guys have seen it. I love that show. It's so good. If you want to watch a wholesome TV show, you know, it's good for your kids. It's fun to watch. You know, there's so much, uh, there's so much garbage out there anyway. Sometimes it's hard to find a new show, but I really like that one and it is kid friendly. Uh, but the, there was an enemy, really nasty enemy in there. And it was this lady, this woman, and her name was Azula, right? And she was, the, she's like, she's one of the bad guys, right? And she always tries to get in people's head and manipulate and draw on fears and find your weakness and just oh man she does a number on some of these people they might be really strong warriors but she just gets right in and twists and like you know she tries to get to their mind and one of the ways that someone was able to deal with that and remind himself is saying azula always lies Azula always lies. She always lies because they're taking all the trauma of the childhood and all the emotional difficulties of your your traumatizing, you know, journey, spiritual journey, and just making it, you know, just making it hurt as much as possible. And he would just say, Azula always lies. She always lies. And so when you have the pressure of the fallen angels coming upon your mind, you have to fortify your mind and remind yourself what are these devils what is satan he's the father of lies and so you remind yourself he always lies now satan always lies if there are satans approaching you putting pressure upon your mind tempting you with different thoughts negativity all kinds of negative thoughts just remember satan always lies so no matter how true whatever they're saying to you is no matter how true the fact is or not, they always lie. Even if it's a partial truth, they're twisting it. Their job is to try and make you paranoid, anxious, in fear of anything other than God, Yahweh Vavheh, Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who are one, right? The Word of God made flesh, Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh. If it's not from God and his kingdom, his holy kingdom, his holy angels. Matter of fact, they are lying to you. So don't bother listening to demon facts, demon partial truths, because they're trying to plant the seed of Cain inside of you, which comes with all forms of corruption and it bears bad fruit. So that's how you can tell it's bad fruit. So 
Say no to that. Remember, he always lies. Don't listen to that. Have thoughts of Torah. Holy thoughts of the Holy Spirit's fruit of his life within you. Philippians 4.8, meditate on things above. Jesus Christ said, beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. Therefore, in these days, since the left hand, Proverbs 3.16 of Yahweh, is all riches and glory, and Esau, the Antichrist, and the Klippeth have stolen nearly all the left hand. Because that's all that the false prophet goes after, the beast and the red dragon. That's all the fallen angels go after. They have no interest in the right hand of God, which is the eternal crucified life of the Lamb of God. They don't want his spiritual life. They just want his riches and his glory. So that's what all of hell is after. But they're after the glory. They're after the light. And they have been successful in stealing nearly all the light of ten worlds until the sons of God appear. That means all that stolen light, Jesus Christ said, would lie to you. It looks like Shekinah. It looks like glory. Jesus Christ said, beware that it's not darkness. So we're in the times of Babylon the Great where all the light that's stolen by Esau, Ishmael, and hell, by the goats and the tares and the sons and daughters of religious spirits and Jezebel and principality spirits, all of these Lilith and Esau spirits, these Samuel spirits, all of them have stolen light. And we're talking about thousands and millions of times more than 2,000 years ago. Because we've had the new covenant now for thousands of years, they've learned how to steal all the born-again people's glory and riches. And the truth is, they've stolen most of the glory intended for your life and most of the riches intended for your life. If you're a lover born again and you love Jesus Christ and you're not living the highest possible life over the earth, who has your riches and who has your glory? Hell does. Here's the issue. You have to go up the sapphire stones and practice righteousness to get it back. If you want vengeance and if you want retribution and justice the justice that's dealt out to the wicked and the thief that only comes to steal in the book of the revelation of jesus christ there must be an outpouring of wrath to outpour the wrath necessary for all the retribution for all the return of the goods that have been stolen returning all the honor to those who practice righteousness right now if you look around even amongst believers, it's 99% dishonor. If you look around, it's 99% uh, no riches. And why is that? That's because the unrighteousness of the clippeth and the stolen glory has deceived almost all Christians in the world. The only ones not deceived are the ones pioneering the sapphire stones. No, listen, Scripture only comes down from sapphire stones. God's will only comes down through sapphire stones. This is the order of righteousness. What's the order of it? Hebrews 1, 1. God arranged the worlds in order. It is written. Therefore, if you are not in that arranged order of God's creation, having ten commandments on sapphire stones before Moses was given the types and shadows on stone tablets in the earthly, just representing in a future covenant that the children of righteousness would not walk in the types and shadows of Moses, but the realities that gave Moses the Ten Commandments on earth. Now it is the time to go back up into the original law, as First John says, not a new commandment I give you, but the original one. The new covenant is the original commandment of the ten worlds of sapphire stones. And each rung... Of each world, ten worlds, Hebrews 1, 1, arranged in order, is a protocol of behavior that requires repentance unto the life of Mashiach. (laughs) And you're going to need it because what you find is you start to get into righteousness and wouldn't it be nice if everything was just smooth sailing, nothing ever happens, you know, it's just easy. And there's an easy enlightenment to it. But what do you find? You find all of the opposition of hell. So I just want to take a moment here to completely curse the clippeth activity toward you that's coming against you for standing with the sons of God. Those of you who walk with the righteous ones as Adakim, 
you're put you've been putting up with a lot of antagonization from the enemy so clippeth no clippething we curse every clippeth assignment against you we command their hands to come off of you those of you who are walking toward righteousness or walking in righteousness your sins are forgiven we command every enemy hand to come off of you in jesus name bam anything that's been stolen from you we command it restored seven times over you are forgiven if you reacted incorrectly on account of your immaturity let's say something came around to attack oftentimes when you're young in righteousness you don't respond correctly and they use that against you so it's good to keep your mouth shut a little bit and breathe and wait for the holy spirit to whisper great wisdom to you next time you have opposition of the enemy speaking to you through human vessels who are not walking in righteousness wait a second never just respond out of your emotion when you just quickly respond when they're trying to push your buttons and say all kinds of demonic things it's a trap because when you react you react right into the trap like like a mouse into the mouse trap really so before you speak even in your mind just pray to the holy spirit you have the holy spirit inside you Holy Spirit, please give me great wisdom to respond. Don't respond because you feel like you got to respond. That's bait for your nefesh. That's bait for your ruah emotions. So wait and ask the Lord and he will give you the way out. Because in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, Jesus Christ promised that for every temptation and trial, he will show you the way out. So that's a guarantee. That's not an if and or maybe. Maybe I'll get it that time. Maybe I won't. No. It's a 100% guarantee. Or your fire back. <laughs> you know. You know. That's how Jesus is. He's 100%. So next time you go into those scenarios, understand. It doesn't matter how long they've known you. It doesn't matter if it's friends, family, relatives, a boss that's been angry and livid towards you for so long and you're just like a little tiny spirit so you cower when they come around obliterate those familiars yeah you got to kill those familiars you'll be surprised how much more confidence you're going to have when you destroy that fear of man right the fear of man is only there when we lack confidence in torah right torah formed inside of us when we have compromise we are timid right so if there's timidity that means there's some compromise in the soul now, I understand you're coming out of a lot of darkness in Isaiah, but at each level along the way, you can walk in Christ formed within you. Don't look at 10 worlds of sin. It's overwhelming. You have to be aware that it's there. But if all you do every day is wake up and see 10 worlds of foreskins piled on top of you, like, it's going to take forever. The I'm sinner's so perfected. Sinful. Look at Jesus. Yep, ten look wor- at him. 10 worlds of perfected Jesus Christ's ascension. Yep, and he's already and perfect. With you. Yeah, and he's already inside you. So if you can humble yourself like a little child to him, lean unto his understanding, he will give you the way out every single time. It doesn't mean escaping your problems by not dealing with it and running away, right? That's cowardly. In those times when you're forced to have an interaction with the enemy in human skin and human blood, right? The blood, the nefeshes in the blood which is the river Nile, which is full of unclean things. Ask the Lord inside you for great wisdom to respond. And he will whisper something to you. And you just speak only what you hear your father speaking through the Holy Spirit of his son Jesus within you. And that's it. You don't need to keep going when you're, let's say you're dealing with a boss who's nasty, right? They've been nasty to you because they're demon-possessed and you're timid. You might have some compromise, but you're coming out of it. And they say something kind of angrily towards you to shake you up. And now you've been given because you, you didn't just react anymore. You stopped doing that. Just, oh, I'm sorry. No. Stop. Breathe. On the inside, Holy Spirit, please give me great wisdom to respond. And then he'll give you wisdom. If you can't hear him very well, 
you need to engage in more Torah in your eyes and ears without distractions because oftentimes he will just speak to you with scriptures. He's He said his job is to remind you of what Jesus said. Mm. But if you don't have what Jesus said in you, you don't have much vocabulary for communication. If he spoke to you just in like ancient Hebrew, you're not going to understand any of it. So the language he can communicate to you in is how he's going to speak to you in that you're going to understand and apply. Right. He speaks so, to us in the language of the Son. Amen. So when you sit in front of the TV watching Bible all the time, you'll hear a whisper. He'll literally whisper Bible verses to you. You might not even know where in the Bible it was. You just know it's in there and he's talking to you. Oh, yeah, that was in there. And then he, you remember, he'll whisper a few words of it to you or a little phrase to you. And then you'll use that wisdom in that situation at work or wherever. And when you speak that, then close your mouth. Don't fall for the temptation of adding on top of what the Spirit just told you to say. You speak it and then close your mouth and remain silent. Now the pressure is on your boss to respond and you're not going to give them anything else. Don't speak through any foreskin or membrane of uncircumcision that you currently have. Only repeat what the Holy Spirit says to you. If you cannot hear his voice, it's time to get into the sheep gate. Right? If you're outside mm, of the sheep yeah. gate, you're not going to hear. How do you know you've strayed outside of the sheep gate? You feel strife and you're not toward the, Zed- the Zedekim. <laughs> You reject authority and the order of the angelic ranking of ten worlds of beings that serve the Father's throne. If you're not under authority, you're not in the sheep gate. Simple. Right. And so even if you say with your mouth, I'm under RLM authority. Yes, apostle. Yes, yes, yes. But in your heart, it's different. God's standard requirement is what you say up here has to align with what's inside your heart. If what you say out of your mouth is different than what's inside of your heart, it's not real. It's not accepted. God doesn't receive that. He's not a human that you can just lie to. You can't lie to the Holy Ghost like that anymore because it's the kingdom age. That's right. You're not lying to people. You're lying to the Holy Spirit. Everyone's heart will be revealed quickly now. Right. And so... Many times, that's it's visible to you know the people on sapphire stones. It's really obvious. The higher you go up, the more obvious it is what everyone's thinking and feeling and saying in their heart versus their mouth, or their brain versus their heart versus their spirit, and then the degrees and measurements of how much of each is coming out of their mouth when they speak. Mm-hmm. It gets more and more obvious the higher you go up. It's just the way it is. But that doesn't mean, you know, you're going to get a download of, oh, well, are you judging me now? And da, 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 da. And see, They'll and never get the that. elevations of everyone's inner man. It's very, very easy. Right. And so the, even then you can see the Lord knows the secret inner thoughts of the heart, even the ones that you hide from yourself. Right. It's under layers. Uh, the Jewish sages and rabbis would talk about hidden sin where you hide it from yourself under layers of protection. You try to protect yourself from God, right? You try to protect yourself. And anybody might think that you're like, you know, here's an example. Sharing. Hiding in the trees. Yeah. You can even share revelation and everyone thinks you're, oh my gosh, this is true. You know, I thought this was blah, blah, blah. But here the apostles said this. And wow, and you're pretending to share revelation, and you might even think that you're sharing revelation on one level, but in the inner man of your hidden thoughts of your heart that nobody else but God knows, and maybe a Zadik at a high level can see it, <laughs> you're actually manifesting strife towards the Zadik or the Zadikim, even though sharing it, looking for some affirmation from the enemy's side that would side with what the hidden person of the heart is thinking. That might have gone over some heads, but understanding as you go up, it's very clear. And whether or not anyone else on the earth can see those things, God weighs the heart. So what does that mean? There's no more pretending, right? We can't be play actors, wearing a mask, wearing, what is wearing a mask? Inner man above intelligence, Mm -hmm. outer man below madness. Right. Wearing a mask is not just, let's say if we put on makeup. Or, you know, for us, we wear sunglasses. It has nothing to do with that. You can wear your hair a certain way. You can wear hats. You can wear clothes. 
you can dress a certain way for your job, dress for success, you're a businessman, you wear a fancy three-piece suit so you can go and, you know, be excellent in what you do and just completely, you know, dominate all the business realm and establish the kingdom of God on earth and start, you know, doing that. That's Those are all, you know, fun and great things. You might have style or fashion angels who are assigned to you that help you pick out your outfit every single day, right? That's normal in the Sapphire Stones, but what is wearing a mask? It's not about physical objects and physical clothing. What's a mask? It's when what you speak is different than what's inside the heart. That's when there's... Lies. Mm -hmm, yep. That is lying, right? When you do that, you're lying, and if you think God doesn't see it, now you're lying to God. So you're not just lying to yourself, you're not just lying to others, you're lying to God. Now this is something that everyone does frequently, but by being more aware of it through teachings like this, you can make a decision, I don't want to live like that. That might be a revelation to you. Have you ever thought about that? A lot of people think they're doing a right thing, a good thing. Oh no, even though I know in my heart that I shouldn't be irritated by this or by some revelation or truth. I know in my brain it's the right thing to agree with it. So you say nice things and hope that that's enough. It's not. You can't just say, yes, I agree. And then living in fear of, but my heart is not in agreement. The heart has to agree with the word of God. So covering up with religion in the brain by outwardly showing everyone that we agree with what God's saying and what God's doing, but secretly in the heart, well, I don't know about that. And, you know, all those little things, even if you don't Angels want to admit that it's there, that's covering up sin with the appearance of good. That's religion. That's actually white magic. Yep. Right? That's a form of witchcraft and rebellion. Person is rebellious. Yep. That's the white snake of the Sephiroth, of the wicked Kabbalah of the other side. Now, everyone sinned and fallen short of the glory in this, and to but different degrees. Practices sin. For anyone that loved, loves Jesus Christ, First John says, does not continue sinning. Right. So when you hear us speaking on these things, now you can be empowered by the holy Kabbalah of Jesus Christ to stop doing that, right? To stop sinning. Why? Because you love Jesus and you don't want to lie to him anymore. Right? For, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. What is the apostolic doing? Leaving no room for you to not know what you're doing because it's been exposed and revealed in the light of the Son of Righteousness rising to the full light of day. And so all the works of evil are being exposed in human flesh, even in human Christian flesh or under the guise of Christianity to show that not one is good, Jesus said, not one. No one is good, no one does what is right. Who does what's right? Christ formed within you through sapphire stone circumcision. So if any of that convicts you, just refresh Make a new commitment today with the Holy Spirit that what you speak with your mouth, what you repost on Facebook, what you say to others, what's in your mouth is going to agree with what's in the heart. And if the heart is not in agreement, there's a need for circumcision. As you were speaking earlier about people dealing with family members and different people around them that are bosses and uh, stuff like that, spouses. I was seeing the circling sword of the Garden of Eden. You need to understand the mind of Christ and the Word is the full armor of God. Helmet of salvation, how are you saved? Faith in the Word. You heard the Word, you believed it. That's what the Bible says. Salvation, which is a helmet of the armor set in Ephesians 6, every single piece of that armor comes in the Word of God. The gospel of peace in the feet, the belt of truth. Truth only comes from the word of God. Breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness only comes from believing and acting and obeying God's word. Every single piece of armor 
is in the word being made your flesh. So listen to this. In order to stand up against all the things around you attacking you, you have to have the word like a living sword. Remember the final quest series? As they're climbing and ascending the mountain, anyone who put their sword down slid off the mountain into the sand and was taken into the enemy's army. You have to become more dependent on the word. How you respond to others must be the circling sword of the Garden of Eden. The Word of God is the guardian of Eden. This is not some foreign mystical thing that's super far away, 150 million light years away. No, it's in you. Emmanuel, the living Word, the sword of the Garden of Eden. Jesus Christ is his name. That is the Mashiach's job. That's his position. What makes you a member of the Mashiach, the Messiah's body, the body of Christ in Greek? Christ or Hebrew Messiah, what makes you a member of that body is that his sword of the realm that he lives in called his kingdom is the guardian of your body, your soul. If that sword is not in your soul, guarding your soul, there's zero evidence that you belong to him, that you're a part of his kingdom. The word is every single part of the armor. So your response to all the liars around you, because you'll deal with this thousands of times if you're a good soldier in Christ, it's impossible not to confront this stuff on a daily basis, especially in yourself and your own deceptions and lies that you believe, because the word is your guardianship. The word is your clothing. They shall walk with me in true light, Jesus Christ said, red letters of Revelation. They're going to walk with me in true light, What does it mean to walk with him in true light? All the word digested and made their flesh. When you look at your bones, the bones in your bodies become the word of God. To have living bones, can the dry bones live? Well, if they move into the river of the word of God, they can. Ezekiel 47 is all about the living water that comes out of the living word that is Mashiach himself. So the measure you're protected, safe and saved and and able to communicate others when you're around a boss at work, and this is the test for most young Christians, that you're beginning to be obedient to do the will of God, you're receiving instruction, you're working unto the Lord, not for men, you're repenting of fear of man, for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, you cannot serve man and God, both, Galatians 1, you'll love one, despise the other, it is written, it don't matter who the man or woman is, you must make the sword of the Spirit your God. God, for from that sword comes all the provision of God the Father, and Amen. He doesn't provide another. Amen. Can we go to the picture uh, for today? I want you to look at this here. Brandon is talking about the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, what is that? That's your way up into the Sephirah. That's the menorah lamp. You begin... And the fear of the Lord. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Why is this so important? Pay careful attention here. The base of this is Malkut of Isaiah. Pay careful attention to what we're about to tell you. When you choose the fear of the Lord, you are choosing the menorah lamp of the seven spirits of God. Jesus Christ, his rainbow, emerald halo, his throne, his kingdom, his ways, his divine provision. It all flows out of the overflow of the oil that flows on the head of the anointed one, Jesus Christ. That provision flows down to you through unmerited grace of Jesus' blood and water poured out for you. He is the anointing. He's the anointing. He's the anointed one. And if you're aligned to receive, even in Malkut of Isaiah, you can be positioned to begin receiving from him. Now, what's the important thing? Let's look at that scenario again, just as Brandon said. When you're dealing oftentimes with a manager at work or a coworker or a family member if you are making progress toward rising there are going to be uh what do you want to call these confrontations confrontations where the enemy is coming to test you 
to see if you're really serious or if you're going to cower back in fear to the fear of man. Why is that important? The base of this menorah lamp is the fear of the Lord. If you're not in the fear of the Lord because you're in the fear of your manager, the fear of your family member, you're afraid of what your husband thinks about you being a part of Red Letter Ministry of Jesus Christ. If you're afraid of man instead of in the fear of the Lord, which means their opinions, their words toward you, anything that's contradicting what God is saying, then instead of the base of this lamp, look to the left there. Same elevation as the fear of the Lord, the very bottom of the base, but to the left, there's darkness. Imagine a black lamp with no light and no provision and no sustenance. When you go into the fear of man, that's what they're tempting you to do. You leave the provision of the courage, of the financial provision, of the protection of the holy angels. So when they're tempting you to go into the fear of man. It's important to mm -hmm. note, too, that to the left and to the right there of mm -hmm. the fear of the Lord, that darkness is called black fire. It is a fire. It is a fire of mm -hmm. hell, a fire of darkness. That's why sometimes it feels like your face is burning or with shame or something like that, like condemnation when they're attacking you at work or when your family attacks you. It's the fire of hell. Right? It's not a good fire. So remember, false Christianity is saying it's okay to be afraid of my family members, afraid of my boss, and, t and cower in timidity and fear. And just, oh, pray for me because I'm afraid. And that's a normal Christian culture. That's wicked Christian culture. Be bold, be strong, be courageous. It is written. It's not actually legal in the kingdom for you to be in the fear of man because when you step out of the fear of the Lord because you'd rather be afraid of man, you're stepping out of the boundary of the kingdom. So there's grace for rising and learning, but you cannot maintain being that person. That's not a personality thing. That's a sin thing, right? Being afraid when your boss confronts you, when your family confronts you, is something you have to get over. If you're not over it, you have not yet met those basic requirements for rising in the sapphire stones of Jesus Christ. And don't think it's just you or it's just hard for you. No, I had to overcome the same things. I had extreme difficulty in my own life in the early days of my walk with the Lord. I was terrified of those things. It was a horrifying thing to have confrontation with anyone close to me about anything God was doing in my life. And he wanted to accelerate, like the Lord wanted to accelerate what he was doing in my life to go up the mountain very quickly. Yep. And it offended everyone and everything in my life on all sides. And guess what, Buckwheat? I had to get over it. It comes a point, ask yourself, why are you afraid? With your boss, are you afraid that they're going to fire you? Well, then it's because you have a fear of money. You have a love for money more than a love for God. When, if it's a, a spouse, a family member, or a loved one, a spouse or a parent, when that fear is present and you're afraid of defending what God's doing in your life, it's because oftentimes you're afraid that they won't provide for you financially anymore. <gasps> well, if I'm too bold about the gospel, the cosmic gospel, then my spouse will divorce me or my parents won't pay for my, well, they pay for my blah, blah, blah. All of that is because you don't believe that God's going to provide for you and you're afraid of finance, finances, yep. financial fear. Mineral bondage. But you play the victim and say, oh, poor me, they're attacking me, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course they're attacking you. They're demon-possessed. The thing is, you have to have confidence in the Lord, know his voice, hear his voice, or what you learned will break. So you have to know his voice. You have to be confident in what he's doing. If you're not, it's time to fast and pray, engage in Torah until you can hear his voice. Obey the apostolic until it does happen for you. If As long as it's somebody else's word that you've heard somebody prophesied to you 
Well, your family's opinion is this. Your spouse's opinion is this. Your boss's opinion is this. The apostolic is saying that. Until it gets real and you know his voice on the inside. That's mm. that's when you have the confidence. Is your when own you circling sword on the inside. Yep. That's when you get the revelation. You cannot just lean and rely on the prayers of others and the revelation of others. You're going to have to go in there and get the revelation and hear his voice. Hearing his voice does not replace angelic rank and authority. What it does is it places you firmly in position in military angelic rank and order with confidence and clarity. That's because this is the real deal and this is the kingdom age. And that's how it works as you rise on sapphire stones. So it's come up several times since you were talking about people interacting with marketplace bosses. I saw a vision as you were talking of people watching right now that were like mice and their boss just squashing you like mice at the in the marketplace in the workplace. And I then the Lord's like, that's like Laban and Jacob. Jacob slaved for Laban for 10 years until he could overcome Laban's 10 forms of sorcery. And those are listed in Leviticus. Now listen, you guys, when you react out of the flesh and your confidence is, is sucked dry and your inner man's ability, that divine intellect, the mind of Christ, and you react just of your carnal nature, it's like of mice and giants. We're grasshoppers to them. You're learning how to no longer be grasshoppers around the giants of anyone in the realm of the natural that has power, authority, and money. Because when you go into the divine intelligence, now you work out of the light of the Father. And the Father makes all of them look like crickets. He makes them look like grasshoppers. But when you're self-reliant and you haven't learned to talk yet, you haven't learned to walk and be confident in the flashing sword of the Spirit. If you don't have confidence in God's Word, it's like mice being crushed by all the powers around you, including family members. The answer is always to go into the Word of God and learn how to speak out of His Word on His throne. And when that comes forth, that's the end of the matter. Amen. Uh, for a lot of you, the problem is, is you got weak through false love. Now, let me, let me explain this to you. Let's say you got a job, you didn't have much righteousness or you didn't know righteousness and you were just really nice, nice, you know, nice, nice, ha ha ha, he, you know, you get casual, you get comfortable at work, you, hey, let's just be friends at work. We need to learn how to mm -hmm. communicate from the throne of God within us mm -hmm. constantly. Like, oh yeah, you're trying to be a nice, likable person, a nice, likable guy at, at your job. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian and I try to be nice people to, and guess what? You're going to get the worst shifts. You're going to get stepped all over. You're going to get squashed. You're going to get put down. You're not going to be respected at work. People will take advantage of you like crazy. Oh, great. Another nice little Christian. I can abuse the crap out of this one. They're not They're not going to say nothing. Nice. I can squish them. That's how they react. And they might have been nice to the your face. The time of the mice Christians mm -hmm. is over. Yep. The time of the flashing sword Gideon's mm -hmm. 300, let it begin. It begins by a sword of God's word, dealing with your own attitude, your feelings, your thought, your strife, your disobedience, your, your fear of mm -hmm. provision, which is your fear of money, which is all the root system of the earth and, and the curse of the fall working in your heart and idolatry and immorality in your eyes. Mm -hmm. If you allow God's word to cut it all out, then his word gains mm -hmm. confidence and that word will emit Shekinah, which will work in every single marketplace situation. And you'll have dominion in the marketplace, in the business, you'll get promoted quickly and you'll go right to the top. But if you mm -hmm. don't learn how to speak out of God's word, you cannot be promoted in God's kingdom. Right. Especially if you're still under black sun, if you're serving the black sun too, which a lot of Christians are, whether knowing or unknowingly, it's something you'll overcome in Tifret of Isaiah and progressively through the different worlds in Isaiah as you go up uh, through the different worlds, Tifret of Isaiah, Yetzira, and Berea, Absolute, and so on. But essentially what that is, what Black Sun looks like in a work environment is you want to be nice with people so that they can be comfortable with you, so that you can be comfortable with them. It's all this weird, like, you know, it's culture. That we can have, you know, a chill environment at work or, you know, 
nice, you know, corporate nice and da, 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 you know, oh, great. And our team, we'll be a great team player, you know. What that is, are con- th- those are control mechanisms to control people. It's clippeth sorcery that comes down through the entire corporation, even if it's an That's individual. That's the wrong ladder. Yeah. It's the wrong ranking system mm-hmm. of hell and not heaven. Heaven's ranking system, I just want you guys to understand, the angelic ranking system of ten worlds set in order is the ranking system of the word. Mm-hmm. The greater the rank of the angel the greater the word of God, Jesus Christ, on the wings of that angel. So it is with every Christian believer. Your rank is only according to your word on sapphire stones. Amen. Imagine this scenario. You get a new job and you're excited. You you know, you know wear your best outfit. You show up. You have a great interview. You brushed your teeth that day. <laughs> you brushed your hair and your teeth just for that interview. Right. You put on your best attitude. You went, you know, when you first interview for a job, that's when people put their best face forward, right? Or your first day on a new job, you showed up 10 minutes early, maybe 20 minutes early. You were there early and on time with a bright attitude and a smile on your face. And okay, why? Because you're there to make money. You have a job because you have bills to pay, right? This is this is a first world country. If you're living in this country or one like it, or even, you know, lesser uh, systems with you know with of poverty even if you're in Timbuktu you're, yeah you're showing up somewhere to do a job so that you can provide for your family provide for yourself you know you've got needs you need food you need water you need shelter and you need whatever equipment for your destiny that God is calling you to that you need to learn how to use it learn how to operate it tools and skills for success yep. all Soft of you skills, need them. hard skills all of those things. So let's say that's your first day. Well, guess what? A couple of weeks go by and you're you're really sharp those first couple of weeks to try and learn everything as fast as you can, do everything perfectly. But then the secret comp- company culture starts to seep in. People start to get more used to you being around and like, uh, we don't really have to worry about that. You know, don't do it that perfectly. Ah, uh, nobody does that. No one worries about that. Oh, it's fine. Now, just whenever so, whenever Susie's not watching, you know, whenever she's the manager, that's when you got to be on point with this, this, and this. You know, oh, don't worry about that. This blah, blah, blah. That's, the that's when sun. the comments. Yep, that's a black sun. That's when the comments or they'll, or they'll neg you, right? It's like a neg. What's negging? It's that negativity. Clippeth tiferet activity. Are you really mopping the floors again? We just did it at the end, like the beginning of the shift. Like it's not even that dirty. Like it's not. What are you? What are you doing? Overachiever. Ha ha ha. You know, making fun of you. Negging. Neg. 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 Negativity. Those are negative spirits <laughs> to influence you. So, or the black sun. You're like, oh no, it's cool. My manager really likes me. I've got so much favor. Yeah, because you've been fornicating with them emotionally for the last three weeks of your introduction to that job in false love. Yeah, I'm just to be a good witness, uh, to be a good witness for the Lord, like to be nice to everybody. And you're just clueless, man. You're just clueless. Inner man intimacy with others is immorality. And so there you're thinking you're being a witness for God and now you're a black sun worshiper signing up to go nowhere in your destiny or in your career what are you doing and so that's when now guess what as soon as they've got you in that system of fallen angel hierarchy then they start attacking you blaming you stealing credit for stuff that you did at work because you got comfortable and now they feel comfortable destroying you degrading you putting you down taking away from you and you really only feel this if you're going after wisdom and holiness Mm -hmm. if you're just going after the world and you're an unbeliever there's very little resistance against right then you can just clock in clock out and have a nice day and not think about anything else it's written in psalms it's throughout the scripture anyone that is worldly just has the wide path wide path means easy it's way easier the reason why the narrow path has so many obstacles and so much persecution matthew 5 if they treated the teacher this way, they will also treat you 
horribly it is written if you're a real christian a real disciple carrying across advancing god's kingdom walking in the light increasing in the light the darkness has always resisted and tried to pull down anyone ascending in the true light of the gospel but the light is greater than the darkness and the darkness can never put out the light as long as you are consistent to eating your daily bread and doing your Father's will. If you persevere, Amen. you will always obtain a harvest of righteousness. Amen. So next time you get a new job, or even if it's a job you already have, you already messed all of it up, and you did all the wrong things that we mentioned, it's not too late for you to learn righteousness. You can be a brand new person starting today, starting tomorrow, and only speak what your Father is speaking. Pull back the reins. You, you can come be to the river of the word and get washed. You can be professional and polite at work, but always keeping that emotional distance to not have emotional fornication. Because let's be honest, let's be real. If they're not righteous Zadokim, then that nice stuff they're acting toward you, it's not real love. Yeah, it's hatred. Lust is hatred mm -hmm. and murder. You need to have the business professional. Business full armor. There is. You need business professionalism with no Christian fake niceness. That stuff is pure immorality in the marketplace and in, in ministry and in church. Mm -hmm. Get that into the lake of fire. We need to rock, walk in the rigid righteousness of the holiness and the wisdom of the sapphire stones of the body of Christ. Because each rung of, the, of Jacob's ladder of ascending the Sephirot and these holy realms of the angels requires an attitude an emotional state of being and works and words within the sphere if you leave that sphere you leave that protocol you go outside the city gates of that rung where the sorcerers and the dogs are it's true of every single rung of jacob's ladder the stairway is jesus christ himself the way to the father john 151 if you begin to ascend and you begin at the bottom of the ladder and you choose the protocol of how much repentance of how high you rise in his resurrection life. And each rung of the ladder requires a completely different repentance of action, attitude, and word life and behavior in your emotions and feelings towards others and towards yourself. You will change rapidly as you go up Jacob's ladder because it's commanded. That's what obedience to his heavenly commandments is obedience to his heavenly commandments the original commandments of the sapphire stones 10 worlds of sapphire stone commandments is commanding you his creation his sons and daughters to act think this way and talk this way according to the law of that rung and when you obey the angels come and the patriarchs and matriarchs come and they remove the foreskin and membrane of the old way of thinking and acting and doing things. And now you're more like him each step of going from glory to glory. That's why it's glory to glory, because he gets formed in you through constant repentance. We need a culture that understands repentance is the best thing in the world. It's the only way to rise as children of the resurrection. We repent of something every day or we don't. Don't grow at all. Amen. I want to show you guys this picture uh, before we go here so you can see the rewards of righteousness in the workplace or at home, wherever you go, righteousness. If you continue and you repent today from the fear of your manager at work, from the fear of your family members, from the fear of your spouse, maybe from the fear of your children, whatever it is that you have, and you ascend and you go up seven worlds, eight worlds, you keep going, you keep repenting from the old nature. He says, I will give you, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Or be faithful even when facing death, who is an entity that you will face against on your journey through the sapphire stones. But when you cling to the word of God, Jesus Christ, who is life. To know him is to have eternal life. Be faithful. With a little he gives you more, you keep being faithful. And there's a crown in Adam Kadmon, the crown of Torah, of that middle pillar that's the world of Keter. And what is the crown of Torah? A magnificent diadem. 
Amen. A magnificent diadem. Amen. Be crowned with Torah. Magnificent diadem. Update on raising support for buying the two facilities and the permanent locations in Florida. We're at about 1%. And I want to thank you, givers and donors and generous offerings that have poured in. Thank you. And let the angels from the Father's throne reward you and increase you a thousand times according to your giving. In Jesus' name. I will give you another update when we're at 2%. These things are not cheap. These are buildings, these are properties, these are broadcasting centers. This is Florida, you know how it is. We're at about 1% of what we need to raise to buy these facilities. I'll let you know when we're at 2, when we're at 5, when we're ready to buy. Let it keep coming in. Work unto the Lord for this sapphire stone building. This is the building of the broadcasting center of the teaching of righteousness of Daniel 12, 3 that brings in the great harvest of the end times. Don't think it's coming in to stuff under the sun. It's only coming into the sapphire stone of Father God's kingdom above the sun. This is where you want to build your future, your investments. It's better than building anything that's been built previously. I tell you the truth because it's from the teaching and the preaching of the prophesied, predestined, and foreordained sons and daughters of righteousness that will live on the stars. No one in the previous generation walked in this, not a single person. They only prophesied of a future event of a people that would live on the rungs of the heavens, living on the stars. They will live on the sapphire stones called the Father's kingdom. It's above the sun. We teach it accurately. For this message to go out, God requires building broadcasting of righteousness facilities so we can broadcast more greatly, invite people into the TV studio, and set up permanent locations to cover the earth with the teachings of Daniel 12.3 the starry righteousness that was prophesied for such a time as this. Bless you guys as you continue to give into this work, your faithful tithes and offerings. Let the windows in the storehouses of the heavens open for you who are faithful and let the holy angels receive your giving into RLM TV and present it directly to Jesus Christ in heaven for his glory and his will. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, gather round. For today we embark on a journey of purpose and passion. A journey that transcends generations and connects us all through the power of shared dreams. We stand at the crossroads of opportunity and destiny with the chance to weave a story that will resonate for years to come. In the heart of Florida, where the sun kisses the earth with its golden warmth, there lies a vision waiting to be realized. The dream of RLM TV a beacon of inspiration, a lighthouse of creativity, yearning for a broadcasting facility to call home. Today, I am before you not merely as a speaker, but as a messenger of possibility, as we collectively turn the pages of destiny and script a tale of support and unity. Imagine a place where ideas dance on the airwaves, where voices echo with authenticity, and stories unfold like petals in a poetic bloom. RLM TV envisions such a space, a broadcasting facility that breathes life into narratives, amplifies unheard voices, and unites communities through the eternal thread of righteousness. Now more than ever, we find ourselves in a moment where the power of media can shape perceptions, challenge norms, and spark change. As Joel's army, we carry the torch of experience, the wisdom etched in the lines of our journey. It is our time to contribute to a legacy that goes beyond us, to invest in a space that will be the canvas for the artists of tomorrow. Let us come together, not just as donors, but as architects of a shared dream. Each contribution, whether large or small, is a brick in the foundation of a facility that will stand as a testament to our collective commitment to Jesus Christ's holiness, scholarship, and humility. In the tapestry of life, we have the opportunity to weave a vibrant and rich thread, creating a masterpiece that generations to come will marvel at. Today, I urge you to be a part of this masterpiece. Let us pool our resources, not just for a broadcasting facility in Florida, but for a legacy that transcends the boundaries of time. As we open our hearts and pockets, 
Let us remember that our investment is not just in bricks and mortar, but in the power of divine connection, in the ability of the eternal gospel to bridge gaps and build bridges that we may become the stairway from heaven to earth. Together we can make RLM TV's dream a reality, and in doing so we contribute to a cultural landscape that reflects the redemptive strength of our entire generation. Thank you for being the custodians of dreams, the stewards of change, and the architects of a future where RLM TV's broadcasting facility stands tall, a testament to the power of unity, creativity, and the unwavering spirit of righteousness in our generation. Amen.